Hello, everybody. Welcome to Amen, where we have the power of God and anime on our sides. I'm Greg, and today I'm joined by Dan and Nick. How have you guys been doing? So well. Uh, I'm doing pretty well. This is uh, Nick, by the way. Um, just holding up. Today was uh, Easter Sunday. Pretty great stuff. Um, God has risen. He has risen indeed. Uh, amen. Bro, yes, come on, yes, Dan. Indeed. Come on, Dan. What? I said amen. <laughs> he has risen indeed. All right. Um, but yeah, so far so good. Uh, just working at home, just chilling, uh, playing lots of uh, Team Fight Tactics, uh, which is a League of Legends game. <coughs> um, and made myself ramen today. But yeah, it's pretty great. Mm, I've been cooking a lot more. Uh, this is Daniel, by the way. Uh, made chicken stock yesterday. Uh, again, it's amazing that today is Easter and that we're still alive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> True, uh, I guess. I mean, there's not much else happening, really. I'm playing a lot of Monster Hunter. Um, that's about it in my life. I never see you on Steam when you play. I'm playing on Switch, and... so it's... Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. Man, must be fun. Must be fun. I feel yeah. like I haven't really been doing too much recently. Like, like school has been... I Like, I go to a Catholic school, so I had, like, the majority of this past week off. And so, like, I really haven't been doing anything. Actually, no, 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 on Friday, we had, our, we had like, the whole, like, our oh church had a whole 12, 12 hour worship and prayer thing where like people would choose time slots and would just play for however long that they chose to do it. And I know Nick was also part of it. Yeah. And Nick Nick did it for like half an hour. Also, he was like 10 minutes late. Hey, wait, wait, wait. There was a lot of technical difficulties. It was really <laughs> difficult. I have a toaster as a laptop. It was yeah, okay. very inconvenient. <laughs> Oh, this does like... remind me. Um, Friday, actually, my high school church group got back together. And uh, so everyone video called together on Zoom uh, for Good Friday. Ooh, so that nice. was something really interesting. Did not expect that to actually happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Yeah. I like don't keep up too much with high school people anymore, unfortunately. Or fortunately, now that I think about it. And Greg, yeah. <laughs> need some more friends. <laughs> Yo, whoa! In high school, in high school, I had a healthy amount of friends. Okay, played <laughs> Smash together. So, bro, college is <laughs> tough, man. You don't, you don't understand what it's like going to a school that is like eighty-five percent white. I understand what that's like. <laughs> and having like, right. out of the like the seven percent Asian population having like 90 percent of those 90 to 95 percent be korean and then out of like the five percent that are chinese having like 75 percent of that be international students okay okay greg let me explain my school's asian population was so small we had to combine with a different university's asian association even to actually have other asians to talk to on a regular basis that's how small the Asian population at my white school was. Okay, so we're not here to brag or anything. This is so... a, <laughs> you have more Asians to talk to. That's true. I had about 25% Asian in my school, you know, lots of Chinese, lots of Korean, <laughs> many like Korean and Asian churches and a ton of like, Indians too, right? A lot of a lot of Indians. Oh, yeah. It's like filled with Indians. Um but yeah, very Lots of minorities in my in my college, it so it was nice. a good time. Yeah, it must <laughs> be nice. Um, so I'm glad that you guys are all doing pretty well. And um, you know, before you guys like rudely interrupted me, I'd like to finish my story because <laughs> 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 it actually has to do with the topic that is like we're going to be talking about today. Um, but like, yeah, back in the like our whole like. Uh, 12-hour worship session. Um, literally the hardest worship I've ever had to lead. Just because, like, I don't know about YouTube, but when I, so when I sing, I, like, belt, right? Because that's just me. Um, and when you belt, you lose a lot of air. And I'm not good at breathing. 
I don't know how people get good at breathing, but I'm just I'm just not. And so I like I get no uh, like my hands get numb because I don't breathe enough. And then that mm. happens in like my second song out of like 17 songs. And so it's just it's just such a hard such a hard worship session because my hands are constantly numb. I'm constantly like out of breath, all that kind of stuff. But I think in the end, in terms of worship, it was a good time. And um, that is essentially the topic that we're going to be talking about today. Uh, it's going to be uh, on um, CCM, which is Contemporary Christian Music. Uh, the reason why I, you know, I wanted to, I brought this topic up to these two is because uh, recently I watched a video by Adam Neely. You should go check it out. The video is called something like um, learning to like the uh, genre that I learning to like CCM and then in parentheses a genre that I hate and the whole video kind of goes over exactly that where he talks about um, how he spent a week trying to listen to CCM uh, he talked about his gripes with it and like why he didn't like it but also like talked about like some of the good points about it all that kind of stuff and I mean CCM is uh, I think it's a pretty big topic for each of us I think we've all grown up in a way like in the church for at least like a few years and we've all listened to participated in and like even like been a part of creating contemporary Christian music or worship music as a whole. And so I'm sure that we all have our different thoughts on it because honestly, it doesn't have the best um, view. Like people don't look at it like super highly in the general public. And we just kind of wanted to explore why that is. And, you know, if we think the same way, being people who are have been immersed in it uh, for a long period of our lives. And so I guess, first off, we'll talk about like the more musical parts of CCM. Actually, no, no, no. even before that, what are your guys' just like general thoughts on the genre as a whole? Mm -hmm. I'll start with this one. Uh, this is Dan again, for those of you who can't see us. Um, CCM for me is something I've listened to. It's not a genre I personally would actively choose to listen to. Um, yes, it's impacted me a lot in my life. It's It has really wonderful lyrics. It has great songs. They're great artists. But overall, CCM to me is, I want to say, too industrialized rather than artist-focused anymore. The main goal of CCM, in my opinion, has been lost. Nick? Um, so I didn't grow up listening to uh, contemporary Christian music until like maybe until I went to like a summer camp um, back when I was like in third grade um, in which like we learned like worship songs um, and other different types of ways to praise God, even though I wasn't Christian yet. Um, but I think for me, I personally like um, CCM a lot because I of who God is um, and how powerful of a God we have. And I feel like um, I connect really well with the lyrics and I just, I just personally enjoy um, CCM because I feel like um, it's a way for me to be reminded about who God is and how he's been working my life and just to meditate on like the lyrics. Um, and that that's why like I started picking up like musical instruments, for instance, and wanting to learn how to like sing better, um, play the guitar and even try to lead for my church or for uh, my fellowship. But yeah, that's, that's my take on it. All right. Uh, I think I definitely feel both of you guys. I think I'm probably more in line with Dan, though, if I, if I had to say something myself. Like, I don't, like, I grew up listening to it, like, a ton. It'd be, like, the only thing I listened to, essentially. Because you know all of the music is sinful, so I'm not I'm not a bad Christian. <laughs> oh. um, topic for another time, but um, 
yeah, I, I grew up listening to it a lot. And then I think it kind of like fell out of favor in a sense. Like at least a really mainstream, like contemporary Christian music. That's that stuff I don't really listen to anymore because I do feel it is very like copy, copy paste. Like they all sound like kind of similar, all that kind of stuff. So like it really fell out of favor for me by the time I got into like, by the time I got a phone and I was able to play the music that I wanted to play instead of <laughs> listening to the radio. Absolutely revolutionary time. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, going into it more in depth now, let's kind of take a look at the more like creation side of CCM, I want to say. Like musically, how do you guys feel about it? Melodies, chords. Um, like I, I know that, I know like a really big like complaint is like, oh, it's always the same four chords like in every single song. Um, and then in terms of like lyrically, uh, there's actually another video, uh, another like YouTube video I watched about uh, the whole CCM genre. And it was something like, uh, I can't remember the title, but in it, the person, the guy talks a lot about um, songs just keep on repeating the same lyrics, like the lyrical composition of contemporary Christian music has gone down the drain over the years. So what do you guys think? What are you guys thoughts on that? Um, so the video that you're talking about is called the problem with Christian music oh, um, okay. by Josh Keith. Uh, Keith. Anyways. Um, yeah. I think um, for repetition within like strumming uh, or like the notes and everything, I think it's really good for, um worship teams because it's like an easy song to learn and it could be easily used within um like churches within uh fellowships within like worship nights um and i think it's really i think if it there's repetition in the song i think it's good to um remember easily um and i personally believe that if a song is repeated if a lyric is repeated multiple times usually within the chorus or bridge and it keeps going, like, I think it's a great time to, like, meditate and to really um, sew it into our hearts um, and really, like, you know, understand, like, the song and what it means uh, for us and God, for instance. Um, also, I think it's really catchy. I think the only problem is, is that it can be too repetitive and which, like, the song will keep on playing and at your church and you're just like, dude, we got to stop this song. Like, we're going to cancel the song for a whole year. Like, we're never going to play this again. Oceans. <laughs> like, oceans. Reckless, reckless love. love. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, you just got to stop it. You got to <laughs> slam the hammer. <laughs> build my life for, like, some churches. I told my life was so often. Oh, what a beautiful name. Oh, that one. Oh, so my often. gosh. Yeah. But it's still being played. <laughs> it can't be stopped. Uh, you just can't stop that train. But yeah, what do you think, Dan? Uh, for me, CCM as an entire genre is very repetitive. Most of the songs nowadays tackle the same issues. They're writing very similar chord progressions, very similar bridges. It all sounds very similar. Um, the issues they're tackling even are also really mainstream or they're encouragement-based, and it's nothing that actually is tackling newer issues or is being more realistic. In a sense, for me, CCM creation, both lyrically, musically, and like as a whole genre when it comes to their like topic, has become almost like one little bubble that has that has the same things repeated over and over again might change up the chord progression just a little bit so it sounds different and you don't get sued and <laughs> that's about it when it comes to ccm for me yes there are songs that are amazing like there are lyrics that really do speak to me and i will have ccm music occasionally stuck in my head but it's not always the best it sounds very similar yeah, I definitely have to agree with that. Like, I feel like CCM 
in some for me at least is not good listening music just because like i i like i like flavor in my music not a lot of flavor but i do like some flavor and so like when i listen to a ton of ccm it kind of yeah it kind of just like blends together and it's like pretty sad um actually this reminds me of something that dan said last time in the in like like our introductory podcast when he was like oh yeah like i i like we're losing like the old style of like manga and like anime and like like you want to like to preserve that right i do okay yeah so it's like that's like i think that was like some some part of what um dan was trying to say and i don't i think that is kind of similar for ccm in a few ways like old i i'd say old ccm i guess would be like hymns mm. like like that was like the like the, oh, the songs back in the day yeah like <laughs> um and i i love hymns just because like lyrically they're so like deep like they're very lyrically rich and um <clears throat> i mean they don't have like they're essentially all like verse, refrain, verse, refrain, verse, refrain. So you could say that it's like kind of repetitive, but the lyrics each time are very much different. And they also have like very interesting chords. You see a lot of like two chords. You see a lot of three chords. Um, you see like the like seven like seven chords. You see like um, like you they'll hit they hit you with a lot of like um, five like the five seven chords and that'll be like very interesting to listen to it is not just the same one five six four chords um but i think in another vein (coughs) not looking at the whole like does this sound interesting to listen to i think that um when you look at it in the sense of like actual worship I, i i i agree with nick a lot where it's like for me at least, I'm I get like really caught up in singing the songs where I don't really listen to the lyrics a lot unless they're repeated a lot. Of course there's always like limits to it. Like I'm not trying to sing what a beautiful name like chorus like seven times. Go on to a different song just to head back into the chorus of what a beautiful name. But the chorus like, and bridge are so good. What do you mean? <laughs> I but oh dude my my school pastor once every single retreat he picks one song and he always goes back to it we'll be at the end of the worship session and he's like chad go let's sing what a beautiful name again and he's been stuck on what a beautiful name for the past like year and a half and it's so annoying good luck greg but yeah i i think i think in the yeah in some ways like repetition is bad but also like I, I think that you can like see it in a good light too well i and, mean like, lyrically oh you were saying but it's yeah. not just like lyrically or repetitively like the majority of ccm like i would say is like hip-hop or rock like that is mostly what you get in ccm where ha- what happened to like folk songs putting in some jazz you have like funk reggae trance you have all these other genres that we could also be expanding in but oh no this one sells this is what Mm. is radio christian music and people enjoy contemporary ccm because of this and it loses its so much creativity this like when you view it from this point that's true i mean i guess that's where like indie groups come in right like i am actually kaleidoscope even then it's like you have bands like that who come out and do new things but they're very easily shut down by the public or they don't have enough of a following to the point where they're on they're able to continue newer ones are like so dependent on using kickstarter and like creating their own particular followings that they can't actually they can't become in a sense, contemporary Christian music, because they're so dependent on independently producing the music. So they're forced to become indie. And within indie, they're still predominantly hip hop and rock. 
yeah that's that's true i mean that's just like in that's just in the industry though right for like every every genre especially like radio music that's true like. yeah, so so i have a question so so for dan i guess like most of ccm that you're talking about would mostly be like within the radios well no i don't want to just say radio music well it's i would say christian music ccm nowadays is created to be radio music where anyone mm. can listen to it the lyrics mm. aren't tackling anything particularly uh controversial or aren't attacking any emotional or psychological issues that we could potentially be talking about or where or where like slightly different views aren't accepted at all so it all becomes one bland white cracker of christian music mm. yeah so I guess like for me and maybe the viewers, um, would you consider like contemporary Christian music to be like um, the worship songs that we listen to, like Hillsong, Bethel, um, Jesus Culture, uh, and would you also like tie it in with like Big Daddy Weave, like New New Boys, like all the other like ones on the radio? For me, all of that um, in a sense, CCM. Because would you also okay, would you also consider like hymns and um like gospel music to be part of it as well? No, I would actually keep hymns and gospel music separate from. Are, are we allowed to like dif uh differentiate like the two like the like what we're talking about and like what we're not trying to talk about? What do you mean by that? So it would be like uh I feel like we didn't really explain much about like contemporary Christian music like um like are we talking mostly about like the worship and uh like worship music and uh like the music we hear on radio on the radio like big daddy we or like shake 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 like all of the other music like types of songs or are we talk or like does it also like mix in with like hymns or mix in with um like within like gospel mm -hmm. like what 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 makes it contemporary what what makes it like okay modern from yeah. like a music point of view i would say that contemporary or it's also known as like a uh, adult contemporary or north american music it's um also classified as like radio played popular music this like dates back to like 1970s soft rock so modern contemporary is predominantly ballad heavy music and with varying degrees of like pop soul rhythm and blues a little bit of like rock influence and that's what you where you get modern contemporary music in general so that's about where we're going for wow hitting yeah. us with the <laughs> the knowledge thank you just to clarify thanks. you're welcome Nick. yeah i i definitely don't think that i think that gospel is a very different genre entirely and i think classic church hymns are also very different and the, like mu yeah from like a musical perspective there it's very different from yeah. the content like contemporary that we're talking about which is more yeah what dan was kind of sharing and um yeah i think that but for me i think that i do make a slight distinction between like radio music and worship music um because they're like they're kind of for different purposes but um because like you're not you don't like necessarily worship to radio music like in the same way that you would worship to regular like worship mm -hmm. music i guess i but from like a i think from a musical standpoint though they're they're still like very similar yeah um Okay, so uh, moving on, I guess, from that topic, uh, let's go into another pretty like interesting topic, which is the fact that CCM copies modern music a lot. I think that uh, you see that a lot in like like what Nick was saying, like the the that that one song's like shake 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 all that <laughs> came that came out after like Taylor Swift. Off shake it off right like it's it's pretty hard to not see the similarities between the two songs 
Um, and a lot of other genres like um, Christian hip hop uh, has recently taken a lot of um, a lot of like notes from current like hip hop, just like in the mainstream where it has become very like trap heavy and all that kind of stuff, very like mumbly to match the times in a sense. And um, obviously there are reasons for that. Like maybe like some people want to listen to the mainstream music, but they don't want to have have those lyrics attached to the music. So sinful lyrics. <laughs> yeah. So like they would rather listen to the Christian stuff. But what are your guys' thoughts on that? Does that like limit the originality of Christian songs or is it like genuinely just a better alternative to what you could be listening to uh yeah um personally i find like christian music copying mainstream music as okay um because i feel like if someone loves the two so if for example if someone really loves um rap and they love mumble rap for example and they're also like christian and they want to be able to express that I think it's okay for them to like combine the two and make it something that that's their own. But I do see how like, for example, that shake, shake, shake song can be very much like a copy of like shake it off. And I don't agree with that. I feel like it depends on the artist and how um, they want to like glorify God through um, their song. Um, but I do feel like, like, I do feel like people can mix genres of music and make it into something beautiful with um just like their own taste of like where they see god at for example um but yeah so i think god can be used in music in any way that he can and i think that's like a, a way that he can do it but i think it really depends on like the artist and um what they're trying to convey uh, and if it's just for like the money, like the cash grab, like I don't think that's the right way of like bring Christianity or bring Christ into people's lives. Mm. Yeah, that's my view there, actually. But I'm gonna tackle this more from like I feel like the easiest way for me to tackle this is to allude it to rap music in general, um, not modern rap because mumble rap should not even be a thing uh, oh, yikes. Okay. <laughs> i mean og rap and like really good rap is blending poetry with music it's a perfect intertwining of one's emotions with a spiritual outburst through lyrics and through song when you write really good phrasings really good lyrics all of that becomes beautiful but when you see it from like Christian rap that is trying to mimic other uh, modern raps, it just hurts. You have, <laughs> I don't remember who it was. There was one Christian rapper who brought in pizza and it was completely off topic. I was like, oh, you're just trying to make it rhyme. And I was like, oh, you just hurt me so bad right there. It's, <laughs> and then, so it for me is just, a mimicry of something that should be more emotional, more, in a sense, spiritual, but it will never achieve the mm -hmm. same end goal. It's something, yeah. there are definitely songs, I want to say, that are completely original and absolutely like heartfelt, touching. But the really mainstream CCM now has become too industry focused too reliant on their major producers so it becomes very similar to current secular music all right so i guess addressing adam neely's points that he made in his video because they were uh, they were generally very like strong points um i wanted to talk about the whole idea of overplaying and downplaying in music so by this, I mean, um, he, Adam Neely cited this one video where this worship leader was talking and he was essentially saying, like, um, if you have people who are getting too into the music, you should tell them to play less, in a sense, so that, you know, they don't take the glory away from God. 
Adam had a really big problem with this because to him, he thought it was really counterproductive to stifle a person's potential worship in the form of music in favor of, you know, uh, I don't know, just like not, not just like, the, yeah, they just don't want people to overplay. They don't want people to express themselves through the, through the music that they create. Now, um, I'm sure all of you guys have played on a worship team at some point. And I think that, so we all have kind of at least some sort of experience with the topic. So, you know, what are your guys' thoughts on it? I'm going to agree with Adam Neely on this one. Um, I personally, while I respect the need to downplay and to bring worship to the forefront, you, I don't want to stifle musical creativity, musical talent. I don't want to stifle an in, the individual act of worship, even while it's worship with a congregation. For me, that's a emotional line of music that I personally don't want to cross. Where music for me is about emotional expression, spiritual expression, it's a way not, yes, it's a way for me to relax normally in a secular sense, but it's also a way for me to relax into him, to give up everything I'm feeling, to rely on him and to worship him. So. I want to express it with the utmost of my capability. So I'm going to agree that with Adam Neely that I would never tell someone to downplay to an extreme extent. If I've given this a lot of thought lately and I feel downplaying and overplaying in this sense is highly connected to the band that is playing the worship music. If it's an understanding within the group that uh, each individual talent matches very well in the forms that I, I've personally experienced, this has never been an issue. So I would probably never tell someone to downplay if we were in sync. But in the case where it's people that aren't as familiar with each other or aren't as professional, or it's just, um, for example, our traditional Sunday worship, I would probably ask for someone to downplay. Nick? Um, yeah, I think I agree with um, Adam to a point um, because I think if you're leading praise or if you're if you want to like play an instrument during praise i think you should you know like use your use the talents that god has given you to the best of um their abilities right um so i think i think overplaying is okay if the praise layer calls for it and if the spirit calls for it as well where everyone is in sync with one another and God is still at the center of it all. And it doesn't show just one player off, but it shows God off. Um, I also believe like overplaying can be good for like jam sessions. Um, but I feel like if overplaying happens in which um, like it distracts other people within the congregation, if they're playing within, with like within a, a church, um, I think it can it's not that great if it's distracting other people. Um however, I think I for downplaying, I don't believe in um if like I don't believe people should be asked to downplay unless like they're with a new team for instance and the people around them are um new to their instrument. So I think if one person is really great at their instrument uh, while everyone else is like falling behind, I think it's okay for, I think it will be good to tell that person to like go at a pace where the others can follow along and which um, God can still be glorified in. Um, and for some reason, this all reminded me of this volleyball anime that I'm watching right now where <laughs> they all work together. No, like it's, it's like, 
yeah, it, the main character is like really good at setting, right? So, um, but like the people around him weren't up to his capacity, right? So he has, so like within the anime, he's learning how to like be a team player and like play with his team, right? Even though he might be like the best at what he does, like it really, con it really goes down to like him learning how to be one with his team as we are trying to be one together to praise God. Um, and I think that's where like people, like the teammates and they follow and where we can glorify God through our talents when everyone else is together. So uh, that's basically what I'm trying to say, but yeah, mm -hmm. there's a balance to it. Oh, what a, what a connection between God and anime, Nick. <laughs> Thank you. This is, this is what yeah. amen's about. Amen. <laughs> uh i think it's so funny so uh for everybody that does not know this is actually secret secret, secret truth be told uh the second time we're actually doing this particular episode because the first time we just had a whole bunch of like connection issues which obviously we still have right now so we'll see how this turns out honestly uh with all like the editing that we'll have to do but but we have very sub we have very much subdued opinions this time around which i find super <laughs> funny because definitely last time it was you know we were swinging at each other because dan was very much in the camp of no you don't need to downplay because me playing is my form of worship and then i was on the other side and i was like no like you gotta like it's not about you it's for the congregation and then nick is on the side like hey guys i'm here too <laughs> I mean, yeah, I thought about it a lot after our first trial run of this. And, like, I feel like my opinions were highly, okay, as all of our opinions are, are highly formed by our own experiences. And the praise teams that I've worked with or I've seen on stage are ones that are very in sync. They're all professional in that sense. And because of that, they're able to fully express themselves in that sense without having to cause each other to downplay or to detract from each other's individuality and in expressing the music and by seeing it in that light i i will concede to you greg <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> i will concede to you greg, uh, greg you're, you're a superior being of course of course <laughs> but yeah my uh for me my whole my whole stance for the entire debate was I think that um, Adam Neely was looking at it from maybe the wrong perspective. I think that um, the video that he used as a reference was probably more for like newer newer groups of people, like for maybe newer bands or people who are not as, um, yeah, not as like in sync with each other, people who have not spent the time to like build up that sort of relationship that it takes to be like a part of a band. And so because of that, you know, it makes more sense for you to not try to show off or not try to like, not necessarily play to the best of your abilities, but don't try to play at a level where like, you don't know if other people can follow you. I think a big part of it is, you know, are you, are you a cohesive unit? Cause like in much the same way that like, we want the church body to be like one, like one body, like the worship team itself has to be in one body. Like I remember like, growing up in church and like first being on worship team like telling a lot of the new people to like hey like don't overplay because honestly a lot of them are really good at what they did and by what they did i mean they were really good at playing piano because obviously we go to a chinese church so every like 12 year old has to be a prodigy and so they could they could play like crazy things on piano but if you forget that it's not about like a lot of them wanted to be on worship team because they saw that the people on worship team were the people like up front all the time. And so like, because they're up front, like they wanted to be a part of that. And so obviously if you have that sort of mindset when entering a worship scenario, you're going to make the worship about yourself. And so because of that, I think that that's why we always tell people, Hey, like don't overplay. Um, like yeah, me and me and Dan were like talking, me and Dan were talking about it. Uh, last time we tried to do this where it's like dan's like if i want to play a riff i'm gonna play a riff right and i'm like yeah. if you okay i'm down with you playing a riff but if you're gonna play a riff 
when we're singing in the chorus, I'm going to be upset <laughs> as a worship leader. And I think that, that that is really the whole point of it, where it's know when you're supposed to play. Like during instrumentals, like I know that like for my school church, like in between like the choruses and the bridges will have the instrumentals where like people will do like the ad lib singing, people in the crowd, people in the congregation raising their hands, praying out loud, like making noises, all that kind of stuff. If you want to, if you want to play your heart out during that time, like go for it. I think that that's perfectly fine. I think that that's even like a good thing to do because that is your time to freely worship. Overplay as much as you want during that time. But when it comes time to like start, you know, singing like the chorus or verses again when we're supposed to be participating as one body then that's when i think you should tone it back and you know play with the group um yeah it's a it's like a it's a tough topic to talk about right just because um as musicians we want to play to the best of our abilities if god gave us these abilities then obviously we should be using them we don't want to be like that that dude in the parable of the talents who wasted his talent um but it's also just like knowing when to use it i think is also important and i think that, that was probably the conclusion that we got to reach last time after like 20 minutes of like arguing back and forth furious about, debate. Like, our ideas yeah it was a fun time i wish i kind of wish that we got that recorded well but unfortunately I feel like it was recorded well, but I think there was a lot of like technical difficulties. But I feel like we could still like find it. I thought that we stopped it though. That's the thing. Oh, did we? Yeah, yeah, by that time. Okay. Unfortunately. Well it's fine. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Well we'll probably have more later at some point. Mm, uh, I agree. Okay, so it's the last topic that I wanted to discuss and talk about. Um he spent Adam nearly spent probably the last half of his video talking about this topic where he was talking about this term called musicking, where it's where he he basically explained, and this is from like another dude that he read about, where music is not just about the lyrics you sing, the notes you play, but it's about the experience and the interplay between the musicians and the audience. So like being in like a concert hall listening to like a solo piano piece is a form of musicking where the audience stays quiet and only claps between pieces and not like movements, stuff like that. Or like during a big concert, it is like, like jumping up and down and like yelling and like grooving with the music is a for that form of musicking. And he said in his video that, you know, being on, being, listening to like Bethel uh, listening to a Bethel song in your driving in your car is a very different form of musicking than being at a Bethel church worshiping to that same song. And for him, he was he didn't have that second experience because he wasn't like a practicing Christian. But I think for us, we definitely do have all that type of experience. We've been in on the worship team, we've been in the congregation, and we've also listened to it outside of a worship setting. So. I guess for you guys, how do you see worship music being or worship contemporary Christian music being musicked in your own lives? And do you think that that is, you know, either the proper way to be doing it or is it, you know, the way that you want to see it be music? So what are mm -hmm. you guys' thoughts? I think for me, um musicking is different for everyone right so um i think listening to like ccm through like spotify at home or going to like church and um being with a congregation and sing together or at a praise night um i feel like they're all different experiences but for ccm i think there's still one there's still one thing that's common and which is god i think um one thing that he talked about, what Adam Neely talked about, was how um, a lot of times it's between like um, the listener and the band, for instance, right? And how like they interact with one another. 
or it'd be like that musical piece that we're talking like with the piano and everything and how um the audience like claps afterwards i think um there's this connection between us and god which is a lot different from maybe what adam neely has ever like experienced um where we have this personal relationship and um we were just singing and praising to him and that's how we music together um i think there's also times where like within church and within like um praise nights or whatever like um we all come together and like we all sing together we may like dance we may clap we may cry um and that's a way to like music um and that's a way to like express ourselves i feel um so i think that's how i sort of see it like i think depends how like the praise leader also wants to bring out um you know like god through the music um but yeah i think overall musicking uh should be the center of it should be like god and god is like the per the relationship that we're trying to connect to I'm going to agree. Um, God, again, should be at the center. Musicking is the relationship, the entire experience of how we do it. But I personally would love to see us take the way we music differently in a Christian worship sense. Not to make it more so like flamboyant, but for us to be more willing to express how we're feeling in that moment. Um, I grew up differently from you guys. Our, my praise team and during high school, the one that led my worship was like basically a full on rock band, well, pop rock band. And the way we would worship is like actually so much more freeing. You would be standing up more often. You had more freedom of movement people actually expressing themselves much more so than how we normally see it. And I want to be able to do that as well in my day-to-day -day, like worship, my weekly Sunday worships, to fully express the, emotion, the emotions that I'm feeling. And that's something I feel like, especially as Asian Christians, or, oh, let me scratch it, Asian ABC Christians, we have a hard time, in a sense, exp exp what's the word I'm trying to say here, uh, expressing ourselves in that manner. And we're, in a sense, I want to say afraid to fully allow that relationship between us and music to form musicking is that a cohesive sentence i don't know <laughs> <laughs> whatever dude yeah uh i just want to point out that um i don't know for me i listen to a lot of like ccm on the regular so i feel like sometimes like for me musicking would just be like just listening to the music and um just appreciating god or just being reminded of who god is and sometimes like you just close your eyes and you're just like wow this like this lyric just hits me like just today like <laughs> and then you just keep on going um but i think that's something that i personally do i don't know about you guys but um i think going back to what dan said about um just like the chinese churches or from our experience as a, a chinese church um we don't usually express ourselves uh i think that's just how chinese people do it that's just their culture classic um chinese people it really is like if we can't really say asian churches because koreans are crazy koreans are that's wild <laughs> they're so wild and which like i i i genuinely do like envy their type of worship i envy their type of praise um but i can see like how um like for chinese people like we are very reserved we are very like like don't put your hands up like the drums are for dead for devil worshiping like <laughs> like what is this oh um, electric guitar 
Quartz. Yeah, electric guitar. What the? All acoustics, just piano, just a guitar. Like that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I think it's different for everybody. Like gospel music is very much different than like what Koreans do, what Chinese people do, what Americans do. Um. And I think that each person has their different like experience, and each person experiences musicking differently. Mm. Um. But yeah. So, you have anything to say, Greg? So, I think that the topic of musicking is so interesting because I feel like it relates a lot to just in general how people worship. And like, obviously, you can worship in a lot of different ways, but I mean, like specifically in like a musical, corporate worship type of context. Like, because yeah, there are so many different ways that you can connect to the music. Like, some people love to raise it. Some people. Love to raise their hands. It can be verse one of the starting song. It is nice and soft, and their hands will be up in the air, because that is how they choose to worship. And I think that, like in this term, in this context, worshiping and musicing are very similar. And like, I want to. Okay, so I have a few things I guess I want to say about this topic. Um, the first is, I feel like I found myself changing in the way that i sort of music i guess like i used to be a person who like i love doing hand movements <laughs> when i worship <laughs> like i like i like mini mini act out like what's going on with the lyrics if i know the lyrics like if, if the lyrics are talking about how wide is god's love bro my hands are spreading out if it's talking <laughs> if it's talking about my heart dude I'm beating my chest, like that kind of stuff. Um, I think I've, I've stopped doing that a lot recently, which is really a shame. And I think I know the reason why, which I will get to. But that's definitely like a, that's definitely one of the ways I love to worship and love to music is to like put more of my body into the worship instead of just like my voice, instead of just raising my hands or any of that kind of stuff. Like you see in the Bible, like, david's literally dancing with his pants down like mm-hmm. worshiping god like that yeah. is that is his form of interacting with the music that is his form of musicking in a sense um and so guys so we all go to the same church if that if that doesn't if that was not clear um i'm not going to lie i will say i don't love how our church musics or worships together um Mm. it is very different than college obviously but mostly because our church is like a we're we're a conservative chinese church that's mostly made up of families and their children so like a lot of the kids are there because their parents are there so you know maybe they it's like very different than when you grow up because when you grow up you choose if you want to go or not like you're not forced to go and so like the way that you express yourself during worship is very different but like like at our church zero clapping nobody ever claps for like um like fast songs because you don't really do fast songs like the, the 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 sound in our church is a little weird like it's it's just hard to work with like, it's not even our sound. Like, our sound people are very good at what they do. It's just very hard to work with the sound. So it's, like, that's also, like, kind of weird. And so, like, the whole experience of worshiping at the church that we're all at right now is very... It feels very muted, in a sense. And I think that, like, both Dan and Nick can either, like, share my sentiments or can understand where I come from when I say that. And it's, like, in these settings where it's, a little difficult i guess to music and to worship the way that you really want to like yeah i don't it's, it's just like kind of tough i i think i think you guys know what i mean yeah, yeah. like uh, to like put it into perspective like i've mosh pitted over good ccm songs yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like that level of musicking versus how our normal one is it's just so wide of a difference it's it, it's a shame truly 
I think I think for uh, me personally, I do see uh, what you see, Greg. Um, and I think I think a big part of it is because most of our congregation are is the children of like the Chinese congregation. And I don't think that they have like that personal like relationship as like most of the older generation does. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's a big part. I also see our praise leader for our youth ministry. Um, try really hard for um, try really hard for the kids to music with the with the songs with the worship music with the worship. Um, where he's like, oh, like, if you want to raise your hands, raise your hands. If you want to dance, dance. If you want to scream, scream. Like, this is a time for... during worship. I... Yeah, imagine. Oh. But, yeah, I think that's something that our church is still learning because we... Because I'm pretty sure... I didn't grow up in this church, but I'm pretty sure that, like, it was a church that a lot of Chinese people didn't do as often. Like, mm -hmm. or maybe it could just be because they're kids. Like, that's a big part. But I do see that, like, um, like if I go to, like, a Korean church, if, if I go back to my fellowship, like, there will be people raising their hands um, sky high, and there will be people, like, crying. There will be people, um, like, speaking tongues. Like, it's so different from just, like, what we experience at our church. But I think, like, this is a way to, I don't know, just make a make next generation like understand how to like music with god mm -hmm. that's that's my thoughts i think also like i mean it's it's just like a different way to do it too like i don't i don't know if like for me one big thing i've noticed about myself is if i get really into the music i i do not notice the lyrics at all so like <laughs> If I if I'm really going off singing, I have no idea what I'm saying, right? So I think that in like a, in like a different way, it is also not I don't know like good, but it's very different. Where I get to, you know, in this more subdued type of worship, I get to focus a little bit more on the lyrics than I might normally do if I was at like my school church or something like that. Where I think it's not necessarily that it's bad; it's just different and it's you just gotta adapt to that differentness i think do you guys ever like get self-conscious when you ever like you put your hands up or if you're beating your heart or whatnot like when you're praising god i normally wouldn't but since joining i feel like i have become a little bit more self-conscious it's i'm used to having like a bunch of people around me that are also doing it and because of the exposure i had when i was younger that was something that i never really thought twice about and then now it's like oh i'm the one person had like occasionally having my hands up and it's like oh i should should i be worried about this it's like that creeping thought in the back of your head guys why are we fearful people we yeah, shouldn't don't be <laughs> yeah but yeah. it's hard it's hard not to be obviously yeah but I think, yeah, the only, I feel like the only times is if, uh, like, if I really feel like the spirit, like, moving within, like, the worship, like, I feel like if I'm not feeling the song or if I'm not feeling, like, the worship, I'm, like, like, I don't think I should, like, put my hands up. And, like, if I do put my hands up, like, I'm always thinking, like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want, like, like, I don't care who's looking at me. Like, I just want to praise God. Like, that's a huge thought in my head a lot of times. Whenever I have my hands up, the only thing I think about is, man, my arm really is getting really tired. How long am I going to keep my hands up? <laughs> Dude, it's a workout. <laughs> it is very tough. For those of you who have never done it, just try keeping your hands raised for like two minutes. <laughs> you have those times where it's like, oh, I've had my hand raised this entire time. And you didn't notice it, though. Those are the moments where it's like, oh, I've actually gotten to truly music. Yeah. It's just astounding the differences it can mean i think for me like sometimes whenever i like put my hands up like i always feel like i'm just trying to like catch something or like 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 experience like run after something you know are you also worried about like how your fingers look 
when you do it too. dude not dude actually though i usually do like the, the like my my like index finger is like pretty straight but then the rest of my fingers are like kind of loose but then sometimes sometimes you got like the full like five fingers extended sometimes you got the point some like i know that's exactly i'm like okay what are my fingers doing right now and that completely distracts me sometimes <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I get. I, I'm a very like self-conscious person when I worship. I think, which is really bad. Like I've been trying to work on it for such a long time, but like, like so like sometimes I'll like look around and I'll see if like other people are like closing their eyes. Like, how many people are raising their hands <laughs> just to see? Like, I don't know. So I just I like to, I just like to look at the mood of the place. But sometimes it like, gets to me, and I'm just like, Ooh, time to close my eyes. Oh, but I don't know the song, so I can't. <laughs> no i feel i feel and then like i feel like if the mood's not there like if the other people aren't like raising their hands like it's hard for me to raise my hands but i feel like i'm like if i just do it maybe someone else will like yeah. like encourage someone else to do it at the same time just glorifying god <laughs> Dude, it's, it's also hard when you have such a loud voice like i do <laughs> like people people literally just come up like we we worship in like auditoriums of like really big classrooms at school and i'll be in the very back or i'll be in the very front and people will come up to me like yo greg i heard you today and i was like oh really like where were you and i was like, and they're just like yeah i was sitting seven rows behind you dude <laughs> <laughs> no, no i get the same thing too wow. actually Oh, it's also those really weird moments where you feel like you're the only person singing because you can't hear anyone else singing. Yeah, mm. dude, that that is me all the time. I love it. I love it when like when like the music drowns out like everything. <laughs> like, dude, when the music drowns out everything, I feel I'm going to be louder than the music right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I sing even louder, dude. I I don't know, dude. Sometimes sometimes I get too into like just singing, and then I just go too hard mm. yeah i people if people know me for anything at my school church it is one for being the super loud dude during worship and two for being the guy who sings nice guys a little too passionately <laughs> <laughs> with a story for another time but another time another time but yeah worshiping so it's such an interesting topic it's such it's so interesting to see how people do it like mm. for themselves i guess like everybody just does it so differently like i'm i'm not a hand raiser like, but I, I know you two both are i'm I a am. hand raiser <laughs> that's all i am You're like i never if i raise my hands it is up to like it is like chest height level i i don't go above my head unless uh, i'm a high I'm, like, razor real i'm not no. unless i'm really feeling it if i'm, I'm like, a i'm a wiggler if i'm like really you're feeling wiggling. it you're gonna be seeing me jumping like yeah. i'm, I'm also i'm not a jumper i'm a i'm a side to side i just look like i'm i'm doing a sick freestyle whenever <laughs> i'm like really getting into worship i'm like or just like stepping to the song great yeah just like rocking back and forth or like oh oh yeah i yeah. do that i love it it's great the sway well imagine stepping to worship music though you know like the use of your body to do the beat like yeah the oh, is it like the, the, the like african step where you just like slap yeah. yourself like spongebob and in the yeah. movie Imagine doing that for Christian music. <laughs> people worship in weird ways. Like Bethel Church has very interesting worship. Dude, people waving flags around. Yeah. People painting. Right? Yeah. People do very interesting things for worship. Very and then you have the other extreme, like Quakers. And it's like, oh, I'm not supposed to even. I'm shaking. It's but yeah, such a deep topic for us to like actually mm -hmm. explore. Yeah, but I'm glad. I mean, that that was all kind of kind of all that we had to talk about. But I think that that was a very interesting conversation. I think that we could talk about so much more. Like even these notes, there's like we have like a few more topics that like we could talk about, like limitations of like contemporary Christian music in a lyrical sense, because. 
you know, if you want to be a Christian song, you got to hit a few words, right? You got to hit God, mercy, grace, love, mm-hmm. like Faith. there's like a lot, like I, like I, I've dabbled in like, not dabbled. A lot of times when I like think about like things, I'll like think, I'll like put them into a song. Like I'll write a song and lyrically they're all very similar because there's only there's only so many words that you typically use for christianity like talking about christian topics so like i think that's a very interesting talk that we could talk about you could explore more like um using like the distinction between specifically ccm and worship music which we kind of talked about but like not really like can you use contemporary christian songs as worship music like in a church service maybe i don't know like why not other why do like like how i see it is like why do we have these predetermined boundaries like i mean some of them are like a lot of like a lot of contemporary songs are like very people centered which is which is another topic another big topic that we could talk about is you know the whole god versus people in worship music yeah like we can also talk about like lyric like some lyrics that like some churches don't like within like songs oh yeah there there are definitely a few of those there's there's a lot yeah like we can also talk about like um like a lot of a lot of people say like like there are some songs that are like is this really a christian song like what was that one it has like like a rose trampled on the ground uh, above all is that yeah. i think like above all like it's like is that even a worship song because it doesn't mention god so it could be like any like secular love song but mm-hmm. like people still use it to worship so mm-hmm. can we use secular songs that we don't necessarily associate with christian like it's not made by a christian artist can we use that to worship but then can't we also say that all music is inspired by god so can, but can you can you use any type of music to worship in like a congregation? Use mumble rap in the church. Like I've always thought about that. <laughs> worship. I would it's be hungry, down. Right? As long I would as someone be can... down. Dude, I'm. I've done it before, not like the congregation, but I have personally rapped in a worship setting. That's yeah, you really. Did. I actually had a like so spoken funny. word one. That was really interesting. Because it's very it was, strange. It's not what we're accustomed to. Yeah. Yeah. Which is I think the the issue with a lot of these things. It's like we're not used to it, but can you do it? I mean, it also depends on the worship session. Like on a Sunday, some of these I would definitely just straight up like say no. But like Friday night or like a smaller group or like a college campus, like some of these are back on the table. Yeah, maybe. It's, but yeah, I think that we de- we definitely don't have time to talk about it right now. Yeah. Just because yeah, we true. we've been going on for a while. Um, but yeah, let let us know if you want to listen to something like that that would be potentially interesting. Like yeah, comment and subscribe. Yeah. yeah. But I guess do you guys have anything left you guys want to say about the topics that we've talked about? I think we covered it all. Yeah. Okay. I guess I guess that's it then. Um, thanks for listening, guys. We are Amen with the power of God and anime on our sides. Uh, we hope to see you next time. Amen. Amen. Amen.